Hello, and welcome to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa, and I just gave the most ridiculous dance moves for that intro. I didn't know what to think of. I just kind of went on my feet, and they were really stupid and really 70s related. But it's okay. Welcome to the episode. We are here and excited. We have champagne with us. We just yes. popped a bottle. I spilled it on the floor. Everything oh, is she fine. she sure did. It was great. She was like, I know how to open champagne. I do know how to open champagne. She was champagne. like, I got this. We're going to be fine. And she oh. opens it, and it's great. You know, we see the little smoke. And then all of a sudden, up and down comes the champagne onto the carpeted oh. floor in the room. I cleaned it all up. I know Thank you, you very much. It it's all clean. It's all fine. <laughs> but listen, we're celebrating we are five episodes away from 100 episodes of Keeping It Together. We're hopefully going to have some announcements for you guys pretty soon here. We're still in the works with stuff, a.k.a. nothing's planned, so we're planning it. Listen, give us a break. <laughs> we, we've been really busy with work. Oh, and like Speaking of that, we clearly had a week off last week because I forgot to book studio time. Honestly, and also I, I also forgot to take the initiative to book studio time it's okay um you Things know what happen. it's it's life we you know we're, we're still in this damn pandemic we got work we got mm-hmm. we got a lot of other stuff going on yep. it's not that we don't want to do this we of course want to do this it's just sometimes who other things get in the way sometimes i make mistakes but other than that <laughs> <laughs> we're back we're happy to be back it feels good and we're really excited about today's episode we have a lot of questions from listeners so thank you to everybody thank you to all my friends that i reach out to and i'm like hi do you have any questions about sex and like thank you to those who answer because it means so so much um and we're really excited about this there's one topic we're going to talk about first oh my god (laughs) um but before we do that you know what time it is what's your struggle oh we got it you pointed at me and i was like wait what what's happening what's happening that was so good again it was really good and in sync again um you can go first today okay uh, and it's not going to be sexual. It won't be that fun this time. Because, I mean, there's no updates on this. I'm still single in this pandemic. Like, the struggle is still the same. The same struggle um, as last time when you <laughs> cleaned or ate a jalapeno and then masturbated, so it's fine. It's a sex episode. We're allowed to talk about oh this. Oh, my God. It's you, already on the podcast. You laid it all out on the table. <sighs> Everything's oh my fine. God. Anyways, Sabrina, what's your struggle today? Um. Okay, so... Uh, I'm... So this this was kind of like my struggle last week. Um, we are still having people. Well, actually, currently they're not doing construction in our apartment because for the second time they they got a stop work order because this time around there was a fire hazard. Mm-hmm. So it's fine, everything's fine. But uh, we've been dealing with construction in the apartment for a long time now. Oh yeah, I since when when did it start? It started end of July and it's an ongoing saga. Yeah, so it's always a new thing. Every day. Um, and last week, they had turned off the water um, in the middle of the week. And we knew about it. We knew, they we knew about that about shutdown. They told us about this one. They do this randomly where they turn off shit they shouldn't turn off. And then they don't tell us. So then what happens is I yell at them. And they clearly don't like that. Because then I get other apartments to yell at them. <laughs> beside the point. So this this was Thursday when we knew about the shutdown. Um, but I here comes Friday. And I'm taking a shower. And I'm... Doing my thing, I'm washing my hair. I'm getting to the point where I'm like rinsing everything off, and all of a sudden I start to feel the water pressure start to go away. What? And I was like, while you were showering, while I was showering, so I was like, 
this is not fucking happening. So I'm sitting there quickly trying to rinse my hair because I was like, I think the water is disappearing on me. Like, I think they turned the water off. So I'm like panicking. I'm pretty sure they're still conditioning my hair. And like, then there's no water. And I'm like standing there like, oh my God, what do I do? So I like run out of the shower and I try to rinse my hair in like the sink. Like I turn, I try to turn the sink on because I'm like, maybe it's just shower. No, the sink was like not doing anything. So... Thank God you were not working from home that day. Thank God Kelsey was in the fourth room because I was—I definitely ran out into the kitchen, like no towel, no nothing. Oh my I was, God! Because I was going to try and rinse my hair in the sink in the kitchen, and there was no water coming from the sink in the kitchen. So I was like, oh my God, there's still conditioner in my hair. I do not know when this water is coming back on. I need to act fast. So what did I do? What did I do? I pulled the Brita, the Brita water filter thing out of the fridge because I was like this has water and I am going to rinse my hair now so I take this damn Britta 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 and I go back I go back into the shower and this shit is ice cold and I'm like we have to do this we have to do this and I like (gasps) pour it you just dumped it over your head I dumped it over you didn't even like try and like pour it out you know like hair to the side pour it this way no because I was like I need to try and get this all over so Yeah. um, Wow, you gave your hair the best water of its life, that filtered water. Yeah, so I I had had to rinse my my hair with, like, this ice-cold water. And then, like, I texted our super, and I was like, hey, man, like, the water's off. Like, what happened here? He doesn't text back for, like, almost two hours. Not surprised. And he's like... He's like, hey, sorry, yeah, there was an emergency. We had to turn the water off. And I'm like, what do you mean there was an emergency? I was in Well, I'm sure it had to do with what's fucking going on with my struggle. I'm convinced. (laughs) So that that was my struggle. So now our struggles are connected. And tell your struggle, Alyssa. Uh, so my bedroom sits above or sits underneath both a bathroom, bathroom piping and a radiator. And it's always leaked in the fall and especially in the winter. And it does it a little bit in the spring, right as when the heat for the building is about to shut off. And a couple days ago, I started to notice more shit falling from my ceilings when construction wasn't happening because when the construction is going on, they're slamming shit down on the floors. So what happens? a bunch of shit falls from the ceiling. Like, mm-hmm. pieces of the ceiling are starting to fall off. Not, like, chunks, but, like, dust almost. But it's, oh, like... Oh, it's, it's you know bad. What I, I had to... I had to move my cat's food because ceiling was, like, mm-hmm. dra- like falling down into it. So I had to move it to a different spot in my room yep. where they weren't, you know, dropping shit from above. Yup. I was like, because y'all are going to poison my cat. <laughs> like, so the best part is I have... I don't have a radiator in my room. I only have one of those heating pipes that just goes from the ceiling to the floor because it connects, like, the entire building. And that's who's ever are in those rooms. That's what you have. The problem is right above, like, the way my ceiling is, it's, like, ceiling, all the bathroom piping, the next apartment's floor, and then a radiator. So the radiator leaks every single time the heat comes on. And then the best part was hmm, the pipes are now leaking. So my ceilings have the lovely rings of water above them. And I woke up yesterday to a huge piece of my ceiling that came off and it's now folded up underneath it. And I can clearly see what is above it. And it is gross and it's mm. definitely piping and I'm pissed. We need out of this I'm building. Big we need pissed, out of this building pissed. so bad. I'm so over it. It's been like construction saga after construction saga, um, and I'm over it. Even my clients at work know. And the other day, I was on a call with my clients, and they were like, Alyssa, it's really quiet. And I was like, what? 
And they were like, is the construction done? And I was like, oh my God. They know and they clearly have talked about it before. Uh, like, who would call it out? Hey, Alyssa, it's really quiet. You sound like you're in a great mood. And I'm like, yeah, because they got a stop work order for uh, breaking fire code. The fact that this is the second time they got the stop work order because they were breaking so many violations. Over it. Because the first time they, they got in trouble... Um, they like weren't wearing masks when they were in our building. Like, like they weren't cleaning. cleaning up. It was it was really bad and it was really gross. And we were like, and we, I definitely we, reported them. We were like, we pay way too much to be dealing with this. So um, you want to know what's funny about the first stop worker order? Was that so you? Myself, the girls above us, and the people who just moved in on the second floor. <laughs> we all collectively sent in emails and reported their asses, and they got it. And now they're wearing a mask, and now they're actually cleaning. But before we derail too much into all this construction saga, we have so much to talk about today. We do. And before we get into it, first of all, I do want to say that, yes, even though we are having apartment issues, we are very thankful that we do have an apartment to live in right now. I understand there are people out there who have lost their homes due to this pandemic. And, you know, there's a lot of situations with living. So we are very thankful for our apartment. I'm about to lose my home because I'm about to be done with it. <laughs> but... um we yeah these these are just these are still struggles growing pains of growing when pains. people have left new york city which is fine and i know those are tough situations now everybody has decided to redo every apartment because of it shit happens but we are <sighs> thankful anyways uh before we get into all the questions today we're gonna talk about salad tossing <laughs> i don't know how else to get into it other than we're talking about it so we're we, not like talking talking no about it, no first of no all. okay so here's what happened uh last night well for us today is a saturday so last night for us was a friday i found this movie on netflix we didn't watch it all the way we probably watched only 10 minutes of it but the title scene of this movie the first thing that shows up is a tossed salad and the definition of a tossed salad. And then underneath it is salad tossing and then the definition of salad tossing. And Drunk Alyssa was like, hmm, I wonder where the origin of salad tossing came from because I actually don't know. And Sabrina decided to look it up and I was amazed. I was mildly disgusted with like why it's called it. Not that it's a bad thing. Like, do what you want. Like you have to, obviously, if you like tossing somebody's salad, like by all means go for it. But did anybody know that the origin of this came from prison? Because oh, I yes. definitely did. Here, here we go. So I, Oh man, did you, did you get rid of my link? You got rid of the link. I didn't get it. rid of any links, but ah, no, I don't know why I can't find it, but okay. So pretty much we can give the summation. The, because we, we looked up the term. Now, the term originated from an HBO documentary back in 1996. So if you were born before 1996, you are older than the term. S Great. Sal that's salad me. Tossing. That's me. Yeah. So um, millennials, that's us. Um, but it originated in an HBO documentary in 1996. It was about prison. And one of the people being interviewed, they talked about uh, salad tossing, tossing the salad. I've... How do you say the correct phrase? Salad tossing. Salad tossing. Okay, yeah. So so he talked about it. And in prison, um, well, everybody understands. So Would you, you like me to explain it? Explain what salad tossing is. Obviously, for those who know, but for those who don't know, salad tossing is when you decide to eat somebody's anus out instead of like 
giving oral to a genital, you're giving oral to the anus, and usually it's done on a man because their balls are right there, so you're giving oral to both the anus and the balls at the same time. Sometimes doing stimulation to both, depending on what you're doing, but that is the physical act of what salad tossing is. Yes. Uh, What we learned... What we learned is that in prison, when men would do this to each other, they would use condiments, so like ketchup and mustard, mustard and barbecue sauce, and coincidentally, salad dressing was a top favorite um, to help with fecal the, matter, the, fe- the, the taste issue, the fecal Basically, matter issue. Because I, cause they I, didn't want it to taste like actual shit, so they wanted to mask <laughs> the taste of fecal matter from the anus yeah and that's where they originated the term from because they were using salad dressing in somebody's butthole <laughs> what like i have questions first did they use ranch did they use italian dressing did they use like blue cheese like i have questions honestly i feel like it's probably either italian or ranch just thinking about like the salad dressings we had in school because i'm pretty sure they just bought the cheapest Salad dressing. Yes. Like, I have so many questions. Like, did people do trial and error? Who's the first one to think of this? Like, where? So many questions are unanswered that are going through my brain about this that I really need to talk to somebody about this. (laughs) I don't know who, but somebody. Because I feel like there are a lot of uh, bacterial issues with this. Like, don't get me wrong. If you use toys, use them, but clean them. Clean their toys. So now, my whole thing with salad tossing that it originated, you literally like probably ripped, they probably ripped open a packet of salad dressing, like squirted it in there and then just went at it. Now, I mean, I know in prison, like I don't know exactly how often you get to shower. So, I mean, I feel like they don't get to shower as much as like a normal person. You shower like, every day. Yeah, but I mean like shower as vigorously or as well as you could if you were not in prison if that makes sense like right because like i because one of my one of my best friends he's a gay and he'll tell me about all the stuff he does to prep for you know when he when he goes and yeah. hooks up with a guy and all the things that he tells me that he does i mean there's no way that i'm i mean i'm i'm, I'm assuming that a person in prison they don't have access to all of those things to make it all 100 percent. i get that clean i understand um, that i understand that part so- to it i'm just I'm more so saying the questions that I have in my head of, like, what other things did they, like, what tasted the best? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, I want people to tell me through a blind taste test which one was the winner. Like, I have really fucked up questions that go through my head about this. So, like, one, I'm really sorry if any of my family or people that I know from work are listening to this. And I hope it hasn't, like, breaking your glass of, like, who I am. But, like, these are questions that I have that I never get to say out loud, so I'm saying them out loud now. One, what tasted the best? Two, what are things that are like clearly a no-go? Three, are there different ones that you want to try that you haven't tried before? Um, What else? Four, did you put them on things other than the anus? Like, these are, these are answers that I need. I don't have them. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I... I'm going to find them somehow. I don't know how, but one day I will find the answers to these questions. If any of you have these answers, please let me know. Hit us up at our email, keeping it together podcast at gmail.com. Oh God. <laughs> Dead.
dead. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I just needed to talk about this because it just happened last night and y'all should have seen my reaction when I first found out about this. Granted, I was drunk, but it was pure. All right. Well, before I get too deep into salad tossing, we have a lot of questions from our listeners. We're very excited about these. Um, let's jump into the first one. Uh, I'll go ahead and read the first one. You can read the next one. Okay. Uh, first one. I'm young, but I feel like my sex drive is low for my age. I'm 25. Is there anything that I can do to help with that? Yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things you can do with it. But also, too, I think there shouldn't be a concern if your sex drive is low because there's a lot of factors mm-hmm. that can affect this. Stress is the number mm-hmm. one factor when it comes to sex drive. We all know this. If you're in a bad mood, like that day, like let's just say you had a really shitty day, it's very natural for your sex drive to be really, really low. So there's a lot of outside factors that can go onto it before you start looking into the physical factors. Not that you shouldn't go and talk to somebody about it, but more, at least in my personal experience, when I've had a low sex drive, it's always been because of stress. It's always been because of my mood. It's always been because of some outside source that I'm letting affecting my emotional self. It is though. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would I would consider the same things. Yeah, stress. Um, if I'm if I'm just straight up tired, like if I'm just exhausted, if it's been a long day, a long week. Um, you know, self-confidence can also play a role, you know, if you if you yeah. don't feel good about yourself or your appearance, you know, you don't have the you're not going to want to show your body. I get it because I've been there before. I just didn't have self-confidence either with how I looked or my moves. Um, You know what can change that? Buying some sexy-ass lingerie (laughs) or buying something that makes you feel good. Like, even if it feels uncomfortable at first, like, just wear it for yourself. Wear it in your bedroom alone. Go look in a mirror. Take pictures of yourself if you really want to. You don't have to share them, but, like, do it for you because if you don't feel confident about yourself like it's like rupaul says if you don't love yourself how in the hell can you love somebody else but it's true like you want to feel good about yourself for you before you want to bring that to somebody else right like yeah. you want to be like damn i'm some hot piece of ass and somebody better be lucky to fuck me right now because you want to feel good about you like that's so important and i feel like too there's this huge pressure to be sexy especially now because we're just analyzing ourselves so much and there's so much time to sit and think and be anxious Mm -hmm. and especially with that of like oh i don't have the perfect body i don't have for those who are single like i don't have someone in my life to be sexy for which don't think ever like that because it should always be for you but i feel like there's this extra stress now even for people who are in a relationship like I feel like a hot slob all the time, even around Scott. Like, I feel like a mess. And I'm like, I don't understand why you want to have sex with me. It's true, though. It's true. That's funny, though. Like, beginning of quarantine, I was depressed um, when Kelsey and I would have, after work every day, we would have a cheese board and wine and, like, drink ourselves and eat ourselves to an oblivion because we didn't know what else to do. You know, like, I get that. And then there's this, like, all of a sudden pressure to look good for your man or look good for your woman, whoever it is, whatever your preference is. But, man, I feel like there's this huge pressure. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, I mean, 
Also, too, I mean, I've I've heard of cases of partners leaving their partner because they're not attracted to them anymore or something like that. Like, that's actually a huge fear that I have. Same. Uh, is that my partner, like, if, whenever I get a partner, they're going to leave in a couple years because I'm not attractive or, like, maybe but I'm not skinny like I was. Very, I don't know. That's very shallow of them to think like that. But before I get into a rabbit hole of that, going back to this question... If you feel like your sex drive is low, go talk to your gynecologist. Go talk to your doctor. Like, there are professionals out there that you can talk to if you feel like it's not just because you're stressed. It's not because of something that is an outside factor. Like, it's okay to talk about that stuff. I've talked about it with my gynecologist Mm -hmm. before. Yeah, because also, too, um, ladies' birth control. Oh, yeah. Birth control can play a huge role and it can really mess with your sex drive. I know I've, I've experienced it before. Depending on what you have, it can really, really drop it. Like, I, I've talked about it before. I have an IUD. I know you do. Kelsey now has one, too. But what's troublesome when you first get your IUD for the first year of it, your sex drive uh, statistically goes down. Statistically. They've shown that your sex drive will go down when you do get an IUD inserted in you right away because yeah. your body is literally in shock that there's like a foreign object in it. That didn't happen to me. That wasn't that wasn't the issue with me. Oh, that was I'm, the issue I'm just going to put it out there. That was, um, well, I'm saying like an IUD can be a reason your sex drive can go yeah. low. Not that they're a bad option for birth control. I fucking love mine. But now, it's a thing. What did it for me is when I was on the shot, when I did the depot Ooh, shot. Ooh, depot was a huge one to bring down sex Oh, drive. yeah. I, um, oh, my God. I was just, like, I was tired all the time, and, like, I just wanted to sleep, and, like, oh, I just, I remember that. I did not stay on the shot for that long. I ended up switching back to the pill, and then was mm-hmm. on the pill for years until I did the IUD. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, birth control can play a role in it. So, definitely you want to analyze, you know, these factors um, in your life that could play a role. Now, if you're finding, hey, man, like, this isn't it. Like, these aren't it. There yeah. is something called, and do not self-diagnose yourself here. Don't no, do it. Don't, don't do it. And also don't take that shit from the gas station that's like, oh, you want to have a rhino dick? Like, you know what Oh, I'm God, about? Jesus Christ. Like, I've seen these pills there. Don't do those. Oh, the, you, those are definitely not FDA regulated. And if you listen to our nutritional episode, that's dangerous if something's not FDA regulated. So dangerous. But what I was going to say is don't wow. self-diagnose. Nice plug there. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, what I was going to say is uh, don't self-diagnose yourself with what I'm about to say. But there is a uh, thing called hypoactive sexual desire disorder. And it's any persistent lack of sexual desire that causes a woman distress. Now, I don't know why they're not discussing men here because I feel like men could can also suffer from lack of sex drive. Well, it does but, happen to women more frequently. Yeah. It's, it's not to say this doesn't happen to men, but this specific uh, disorder does happen more statistically speaking to women because women, the way our bodies are wired whenever... Mm-hmm. It's like how you can psych your body out to think you're pregnant, right? Like, mm-hmm. our bodies can mimic symptoms of something. Yeah. That's a huge reason why this disorder can happen is mm-hmm. because we have that effect on our own bodies. Now, what it also says here is that 40% of women who have this, that they also report that they have depression. So that's also... Another thing, if you are depressed, if you're anxious, now also if you're taking medications for depression or for anxiety, those can also play a role. So definitely... um, I think it's to say there's a lot of factors mm -hmm. that 
can affect your sex drive. So don't beat yourself up about it because there are different ways to help remedy this. Talking to a professional, to your doctor, is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. If you are taking medications or on birth control if you're a female, look into what the side effects are of your medication because that could be something that's listed as a side effect. Um, And if it ultimately comes down to a stress, find something to help you masturbation helps we all know this it's a huge stress reliever there's so much science behind it of pleasuring yourself and that could really help you if you're if whoever this listener is like if your sex drive is lacking for having sex with someone masturbate or if you don't want to go that route buy something that makes you feel confident Mm -hmm. that you feel you look good in that you know will let you exude that confidence for yourself because Mm -hmm. when you look good you feel good and if you feel good you look good now, another route that you can also take is you can talk to a sex therapist. Yeah. We love figure a sex therapist. Mm-hmm. We love sex therapists. Nothing, nothing wrong with talking to one of those because they can definitely help you figure out maybe there are some underlying causes. Maybe there's things that you just need to sort out and that's okay. Um, For sure. Also, to help combat this, I mean, there are the aphrodisiac kind of foods. Always want to be careful though. Okay, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I have a weird theory about aphrodisiac foods that i don't think they i think that's all a placebo effect in my really opinion. oh yeah big time not that there's not a little bit of truth in it but i do think aphrodisiacs are like placebo i f- yeah honestly yeah i would i would i would think say about that. it think about it if you are like oh i'm gonna buy some chocolate dip strawberries and i'm gonna buy whipped cream and i'm gonna do this with my partner yeah of course you're gonna like have that inclination already in your head of like oh i'm gonna have sex and we're gonna play with food tonight I'm I'm just saying. Anyways, wrapping all this up so we can get into the next question. Don't beat yourself up about this. Talk to a professional. Look if you're taking any medications, what the side effects are. And if you're really stressed and it's about that, find different ways to de-stress. Take time for you. It's so, so important. And make yourself feel good before you try and make somebody else feel good. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on to the next one. How often should I get a, a, a get STD testing done? The last time I slept with somebody was pre-COVID, but I haven't gotten tested in over a year. Is that too long of a wait? Now, do they mean that they have slept with someone since they got tested? So I know the person who submitted this question. I'm keeping them anonymous, but I am going to give the background to this. And they both were forthcoming in the last time they got tested. And this person is interested in somebody right now and is looking at taking better care of themselves. But obviously there's a huge stigma when it comes to STD testing. It's like this really weird thing where I even felt like too, when I was single, I couldn't ask somebody their status or like if they've been tested because it it was like weird, you know, like think back, like when I was in college and I was single and doing my thing, it was very normal for me to ask. But every time I would ask somebody like, Hey, have you been tested recently? They'd be like, why? Like, well, because uh, you're sleeping around with people, I'm sleeping around with people, we're clearly going to use protection, but, like, there's a lot of other things that can happen. Like, yeah, it, it's a normal thing. I was under the impression that you should get tested every time you have a new partner. Yeah, so a lot of doctors will say every time you have a new partner, you should get tested. Um, I would always get, okay, I will back up in my whole phase. I would get tested like every two months because that's when I was single. I was sleeping around. I was doing my thing and I was using protection. But 
obviously there are times where sometimes you just forget to use protection and you want to protect yourself by getting that test. And that's what I did. And some people don't want to do that. So I love the rule of thumb of every time you have a new partner, get tested, get tested together, make it a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I do think if you haven't had sex since then, you might be okay because if you're not having sex, there's no reason to get tested. There's really not unless if you think there's something to worry about, but if you haven't been sleeping with somebody and it's not really of concern, then no, I don't know. It's a little tough. I wouldn't say it's like too long of a wait. Yeah. Cause I mean, I understand the circumstances now me. I would normally get tested like at least every single time I went to the gynecologist and oh, it was yeah. at least once a year, but I w- it's easy because but, you're there. Yeah. But I know I've gotten tested more frequently than that because i honestly feel like i feel like i was getting tested like i like i would get tested on average pre-covid times maybe like every four to six months that's good so that's good because honestly what i would do is if i would go to the doctor and i would go for some other kind of checkup i'd be like hey let's just do some std testing too let's just play it safe it's like i'm here why not you know, I get that. Mm-hmm. I would say pre-COVID time, my answer would have been every six months, you're fine. It's a normal checkup. But I would say now that we're in this, if you're having sex, it should always be with a new partner. And you should always be very forthcoming. If you've ever had something, if you haven't been tested, just be honest about it. Because there are a lot of scares that can happen if something does happen, right? Like it's not the best feeling. And I've been on the other side of the the place where somebody was like, hey, by the way, I have something. And then you panic, you get tested. Thankfully, I was negative when that happened. But like those scares are real and they can happen. So don't put yourself in that position. Just get tested. Most insurances, if you have health insurance, will um, cover it completely. And that includes the blood panel. They will always include at least one of them or t- two of them actually twice a year. So you have that in your insurance why not just get it mm-hmm. you don't have to pay anything extra for it exactly okay next one i've been dating this guy for about six months we met right before covid and he asked if i'm comfortable not using condoms part of me is okay with it given the fact we've been exclusively sleeping with each other but the other part of me says no because we're in a pandemic what should i do this is a good question this is a conversation that happens when you're in an exclusive relationship you know Oh, or not even an exclusive relationship if you're exclusively sleeping with somebody. I think this is a great conversation to have. Yeah. First and foremost, if you're already having this, like kudos to you because there's so many people who don't have this conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. No, it's definitely good that you're having this conversation. This is this is tricky because I also want to ask, you know, would you be as concerned if we weren't? In a pandemic, because it sounds like what's holding her back, or him, whoever, um, because uh, because she because he or she they want to say no because we're in a pandemic. Now I do want to tell you that even if you use a condom, you can still get the corona. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't think it's because of that. What it sounds like is there's just extra concern to be careful with just everything. Mm-hmm. My always rule of thumb is 
if you are not in a exclusive relationship, you locked it down. Like you can exclusively be sleeping with somebody, but not in a relationship. If you are not in like a full blown relationship, my two cents is use the condom. Mm-hmm. Just it, use the protection. Cause right now you're 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 still debating it. Like so I feel like if you're still debating it, it's definitely still like, hey, you should still use a condom because I feel like that's what's gonna make you more comfortable. Yeah, like even outside of pandemic times, you should use a condom. Like there's just like so many things you can get by not using one. You could get pregnant, like <laughs> The worst STD of them all. The worst STD is getting a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're already debating it, like, you already know your answer. I think you're just kind of looking for a little extra validation to one side or the other. And, like, I'm going to give you the validation of, like, be safe. Use the condom. That's it. There you go. There's your answer. Still use that condom. That's it. That's it. All right. Next one. Oh, it's me that's asking it. <laughs> All right. Do men fake orgasms? Wow. Now, I um, I feel like yes, but not. What? Yes. Okay. Now, ha- hold, on, me, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Has a man ever faked an orgasm with you? No. Okay, exactly. So, but here's why. Here's here's why I want to say yes, though. Because do you have the research. Well, yes, I, I I have the research. But also, you know, men also get stressed out, too. They are also tired. It might be round three or four, and they literally have nothing left in the tank. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, here's yeah, it. But I feel like yeah. it, I feel like women, women, obviously, they do it way more frequently. Um, yes, it's the analogy of a man is like a man is like a microwave and a woman is like an oven. It takes that time to mm-hmm. heat up. Now, what I found in my research, um, few studies have been done on this, but sexual behavior of Italians notes. So this is Italy um, notes that 19. 19- <laughs> what does that have to do? With I don't anything? know. I don't know uh, that 19 percent of men and 46 percent of women confess to having faked orgasms. So still that 19 percent is still. Pretty That's like high. a lot higher than I would think. Yeah, so it, so men sometimes fake it when they can't ejaculate again having after having had intercourse that day or hours or minutes before trying it again. So I mean, it's never happened to me, so <laughs> it's not to say that it's not possible, but But then also, like I How how do you know because a lot of men don't realize that women fake it. So I got a lot of questions because oh it's just like the salad tossing questions. I, I have so many questions. They cuz they get tired too, they get stressed wait, too. They they, they might get into their head as well. How are they faking it? How are they faking it? These are the questions that I have. One, are you faking it while you're inside a woman? Two, are you faking it while you're coming outside of a woman? Like how can you fake it outside of it? Like I don't understand. So yeah, so this this sounds like you have the question of how do men fake it? I feel like it would have to only be if a man was inside a woman. Or other way around to a man inside a man. You never know. We well, don't yeah. discriminate. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like that would be the best way to get away with it. I feel like it would have to be inside genitals. Like, it could not be like, oh, let me, like, fake ejaculate on your stomach. Like, I don't think that happens like that. Again, these are the questions that I have. I feel 
got a lot of questions. Not if a anybody lot of out there wants to answer Alyssa's questions, Ugh. if you've ever done this, please let me know. I have these questions. Keeping it together podcast at gmail.com. I just don't understand. I don't understand. I knew you were going into that. I don't understand, bitch. All right, next question. How long does it take for a guy to get off from a blowjob? I feel like I'm not doing a good job when it takes a while. I feel like this is the same thing when it comes to sex drive, too. Like, going back on what you just said, like, guys can be stressed out, too, and it can Mm -hmm. take a long time to get it up. It can take a long time for it to start feeling good or getting to that point of orgasm. Yeah, he might might not be in that right headspace. If you have too much going on your head, even as a woman, we know this, too, where, like, if you're just thinking about so many other things and you're not present in that moment... It can immediately ruin the moment for you. It can, like, immediately ruin that drive to be like, oh, uh, clearly I'm not horny anymore. It is, like, ha- it's, it's happened to me many a time. Yeah. Has yeah. it happened to you before? What? When you're just in that headspace. Oh, yeah. But it's also happened to me where, like, sometimes it takes too long and I'm like, this clearly isn't doing anything. Uh, yeah, you're just like, I'm... I'm gonna stop. I'm just, I, I ain't here. Um... Yeah, so I have a scientific You have more research. I have more research. Let's go. So, (laughs) women who perform oral sex on a man with competence, so I guess a competent woman at the blowjob. A competent woman and a competent man? Or like just the woman has to be competent? I don't know. I'm going to guess it's just a woman that knows what she's doing down there. I got more questions. So, usually get some 30 to 50 sucking motions before he ejaculates That's so ladies ladies if you want to play a game down there you can count not just ladies and fellas fellas the girls and the gays and the theys all of them all of them um yes you uh yeah you you can count you can make it a fun fun little game down there try and count and see it's like how many licks does it take to get to the tootsie pop <laughs> <laughs> how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop that's what i thought when i was like reading this it's like a one a two a three. Oh man childhood ruined wow um, oh my god so also the woman usually has to take only about one half the length of the penis into her mouth or a man takes the penis into his mouth to give a man oral delights. Oral delights? And and this much <laughs> Where is Where did you find this research? <laughs> the internet. Where? The internet. The uh, and this much is all the average woman can comfortably accommodate. Ah. Uh. So, apparently, it's only halfway down the penis is really just all that it takes. But Interesting. Interesting. From my encounters people like all of it why are you so hesitant i share a lot on this podcast why don't we share we should be sharing a lot this is the stuff that happens to us it is i also have this question sometimes you know sometimes you're just kind of like i just want to get it done i want to be over this so yeah next time you know what just count count to 50 seconds see what happens no not 50 seconds 50 motions well, I feel like that would be seconds because you're like going up and down. 
Yeah. Are Every- you going at one pace? This isn't like you're giving CPR. No, I'm you not- change the change. Of course, the it's speed. not at the same pace. Not like ha, ha, ha. like it's not like that. <laughs> but like, okay, maybe not seconds. Then all right, you're right. I'll give you that. Come on. You never know. Just count the licks of a Tootsie Pop. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm going to title this episode, How Many Licks Does It Take to Get a no, Band to Come? No. I can't do that. My mother looks at all of the episode titles to make sure that they're okay. So I will make this one okay for my mother. Mm. Too fucking great. Well, that's our last question that we have. Um, thank you to everybody who submitted these. These have been fucking great, but I still got a lot of questions on a lot of different things. So... If you have the answers, please hit us up on our Instagram, keeping it together podcast, or our email, keeping it together podcast at gmail.com. We're going to get some weird messages. Just, I'm, I'm ready. I'm I think. so ready. I Just think. Let it fucking happen. Well, guys, thanks you. Wow. Thanks you. I'm not sad. You like, you, she hasn't been able to talk properly for 24 hours. I don't know what's wrong. Sometimes I have these days where I just can't talk. <laughs> like, words are hard, okay? And I promise you, it's not because of any substance. It's, it's just okay. Myself, sometimes I just get too excited. It's okay. All right. Anyways, thank you guys once again for tuning in to the sex episode. This has been a great episode, and we'll see you guys next week. Once again, my name's Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 3.16. Sweet 16. Woo! Keeping it together.